And it all comes down to this. Two on, two out. Bottom of the ninth, the Farmers lead by one. Full count. Here comes the play at the plate, and it's the Agview pitch! Welcome back, everyone, to the AgriSafe Network podcast. Today you have Shea Folk with Natalie Roy. And Natalie, I would love if you could take a minute here to tell us who you are and what it is that you do with the AgriSafe Network. Sure. Thanks, Shay. Thanks for the invite of being on your podcast. Um, and AgriSafe is a national nonprofit. I'm the executive director. I'm fortunate to serve in this position. I actually helped start the organization about 20 years ago when I was living in Iowa. Um, but before my time in Iowa, I grew up on a farm in, in rural New Hampshire. I was an apple orchard and pick your own raspberry orchard or, or patch and uh, had every animal under the sun, more of a hobby hobby farm than anything else, but it was about 200 acres and had a strong appreciation for agriculture starting at an early age. Um, was fortunate to be living in Iowa uh, a couple years out of graduate school and uh, learned from living there that uh, there were doctors and nurses in rural Iowa that had been trained to care for farmers, but they wanted to form an association that represented their interest. And so back in 2003, I helped start the AgriSafe Network. So looking at today's discussion of National Farm Safety and Health Week, obviously a lot has changed over the last 17 years. And, you know, just before you even tell a little bit more about what this week is, I, I just want to thank you for all the work that you and so many other people in this community have done to uh, bring quality information and and just done so much for farmers in the community. Um, but looking at National Farm Safety and Health Week, how did AgriSafe Network become involved in that? And what does that look like here today as we move into this event in September? Sure, so that week in September, the week of September 20th is an important week uh, to recognize the, the risks that farmers face and uh, throughout the nation. And so we have strong programming and training that AgriSafe is delivering, but we recognized early on that for us, you know, it's Farm Safety Week every week, and uh, certainly happy that there is a special week uh, that's that's recognized. Um, but because agriculture is so diverse, and the and the jobs that folks do are, are very um, unique across the nation, you know, there's never uh, never we never run out of things to talk about in terms of health and safety. And our our job at AgriSafe is to really uh, help give good guidance so that farmers can and ranchers can farm well into the years of uh, retirement if there really is a retirement and do it in a way where they don't lose quality of life. We don't want them to have, you know, suffer from hearing loss, for example. There's no need for that. We can make sure to protect those ears. We don't want them to have lungs that uh, where they struggle, you know, in the morning when they wake up because they've been exposed to dust and not protected those lungs. So, we know agriculture is tough and we know there's lots of exposure, but we believe that with the right guidance, we can help people uh, stay healthy for a long time so they can farm strong. Right. And, you know, you mentioned some of the key things there of looking, looking out for farmers down the road. And uh, at the AgriSafe Network podcast, you can hear more on an overview of some of the topics. And I'll, I'll be queuing you in on that here in a minute. But, you know, talking about respiratory health and uh back injury prevention and understanding what's going on and these are these are crucial and relevant topics to anybody that's involved in agriculture whether you're a farmer or a rancher or an ag business or uh, someone that lives and works with farmers and operations so 
I, I think the great part about National Farm Safety and Health Week and what the AgriSafe Network does is tying that all together and really having uh, practicable, or excuse me, practical and actionable uh, takeaways as a result of this. So, you know, looking at the speakers for that week, there's a long list of highly qualified, uh, just fantastic presenters. But I was wondering if you can walk through, uh, you know, maybe what some of the key topics are each day throughout the week and what that looks like. And again, you said uh, September 20th to the 26th. Right, right. So that week is a busy week for us and other groups across the nation. And um, we're going to go ahead and offer a series of webinars. There's actually nine that week offered. So on that Monday, uh, the focus is going to be on planting the seeds of tractor and machinery safety. That's the title. So it's about tractor safety. So we've got a great speaker talking about that. Um, on Tuesday, September 22nd, we have two presentations that day. Uh, the first one is at, about lessons learned in COVID-19 prevention efforts among ag workers and employers. We really want to make sure in that COVID-19 presentation that we give people in agriculture some really good concrete um, information on how to stay safe in their workplace and take guidance has been developed in the last uh, three or four months on the COVID-19 prevention and applied to agriculture. Is pretty much when you think about what our role is, anytime there's an uh, emerging issue or a health threat that comes across, you know, our job at AgriSave is to think, okay, how does this apply to those in agriculture? What do we need to do to translate that information so it's meaningful to them? So you're going to find in that September 22nd webinar a lot of good information on, uh, for example, what, what masks to wear, because again, you know, farmers are exposed to other um, particulates in the air. And so we're not just concerned about the COVID-19 prevention, but also uh, concerned about other particles in the air. So you're gonna see a really good blend in that presentation about prevention of COVID-19, but how to stay well overall if you work in the ag sector. On um, that same day, we're gonna be also to be doing a webinar in the afternoon with um, three pre presenters about mental health innovations in agricultural communities. And certainly, you know, our job here at AgriSafe is from head to toe, it's the, is the physical body, making sure that we can give some good guidance and tools for folks to stay well physically, but mentally, we wanna make sure that the, the mind is, is well. And we know that um, farmers cope with a lot of stressors. Stressors are part of agriculture, stressors are part of people's lives, but in agriculture, there's unique stressors. And so, we have designed that afternoon session with three different presenters to really give folks in agricultural community some ideas to help raise the bar in mental health programming, making sure that farmers get access to good mental health professionals in rural America, where we know there unfortunately is a shortage. Right. And then for the remaining part of the week, so that just gets us to Tuesday. So the remaining part of the week on September, we've got a, um, a great workshop on building a toolkit for child ag safety and health. We know that farming is a family uh, job, that family members are involved at even a young age. And so we wanna make sure that we bring in some good guidance on farm safety for children. So you see that at noon. And then in the afternoon on the 23rd, we've got some great uh, lessons, which is basically free curriculum for people who work in agriculture in terms of education. So if you're an FFA advisor, if you are in charge of 4-H, if you are an ag college instructor, if you're teaching uh, young folks in agriculture, we've got free curriculum for you 
in health and safety so you don't have to start from scratch. So we're gonna explain how you can access those curriculums in that afternoon. Great. Thursday, um, we've got two planned for Thursday as well. And the, uh, actually, Shay, you're you're one of our speakers at the at the noon hour there, Central Time. That's about emergency planning for farm operations, and uh, certainly excited to have you on board for that. Um, we know that you know just in the fact that we just came off of the Hurricane Laura here in the South, that uh, many of us are um, helping to assist because I actually live in Louisiana and I was spared from this, and unfortunately, uh, the folks to the west of us weren't. And so emergency planning can take a lot of different forms. And so we always know that that's an important aspect of our programming and excited to have you on board for that. Uh, well, I mentioned that, do you have anything you wanna add about your uh, presentation on that day? No, I'm just really looking forward to it. And I think what you said there is is key is how do you, how do you plan for something like a hurricane or a tornado or some of these uh, really life-changing events? And for some people it's so overwhelming that it's, it's hard to even know where to get started. And so the key thing that I wanna focus on with uh, the presentation there is what are some actionable steps that we can take? What are some key things for your operation to know? And then if you um, are interested in getting more in depth on that, um, just pointing to some, some resources and some how-to on how to get started there for emergency response planning, because it can look completely different across the regions, but there's some basic principles that we can really uh, really hold on to there and build off of for safety and farm operations. You're absolutely right. And you know, an hour isn't enough time to really think about emergency preparedness. We did a, a webinar training today on um, how to safely recover from a farm flood and making right. sure that pay attention to issues like heat stress, well water safety, moving livestock, that type of thing. And, you know, we were an hour and a half into that training and still, you know, weren't able to really cover all the detail that we hope to cover. That really it shows you how unique agriculture is. And, you know, if you work in agriculture and you're a producer, you know that. But um, one of the things that we recognize is that oftentimes when we think about the public health response to natural disasters or an emerging health threat, People forget that there's a sector that works in agriculture that they're going to go outside and farm, you know, so or they're going to ranch. So if you've got wildfires in the West Coast, um, you can't tell a rancher, well, stay away from the smoke, go inside, right? They're going to continue to do what they do and outside as a rancher. So are we getting them the right information so they can do that safely? For example, you know, I was on the phone today with someone who uh, works in California ag and said, we need to make sure farmers get the right N95 to protect from smoke. And that's really uh, what AgriSafe is about, is being very timely and relevant, making sure that we can speak to a lot of these issues, especially emerging issues. Um, you know, what ties into that on that September 24th, we have another one in the afternoon is respiratory protection. I just mentioned that about wildfire smoke. And we know that that's really complicated. In fact, AgriSafe has developed a lot of tools to help farmers select the right mask. Um, but you're gonna find a lot of good guidance in that afternoon. Uh, we know that it's confusing because now everybody's wearing a mask for COVID, um, but certainly farmers should be using respiratory protection regardless of infectious diseases. So we're gonna be spending time uh, talking about that and how to choose the right mask. Um, Friday, that's the last day of five days of training. 
Um, we're going to be talking about safety in the field, addressing workplace sexual harassment for farm workers. And unfortunately, this is a problem um, that, you know, we really need to pay attention to. And so we're going to be giving some really good uh, evidence-based guidance to the employer in terms of how do you set up a strong safety net so that um, folks that are experiencing or could experience workplace sexual harassment, um, that there's protocols and policies in place to prevent that. So very much, um, you know, a transparent webinar with great speakers um, from across the nation. And then finally, to, to close it off for that week, we're going to have a, a training on discovering the root of your backstory, prevention and understanding of back injuries. You know, and back injuries are one of those injuries that are very, very hard to, um, to prevent in terms of, you know, because of in agriculture, there's so much lifting that happens. And once a back injury happens, it's very difficult to um, have good prognosis in terms of um, rehab and such. And so we really wanna protect that spine. And so we're gonna spend some time talking about how to, how to protect that spine, understanding the nature of back injuries and hopefully moving forward so that really across the board, you look at all these trainings all week, the idea is to make it so people can continue to do what they love to do in agriculture, but not have to suffer from that. Right. This lineup is absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, people that are much, much more qualified than me that are going to be talking in some of these areas. But I think such, uh, you know, important topics, especially relevant to uh, the year that we're looking at right now. How does this all tie back into, you know, obviously the importance of National Farm Safety and Health Week? Um, but as you look at it as a whole, why was National Farm Safety and Health Week actually started? And then why, why does it exist at the time frame that it does currently? And how can farmers and agricultural producers and those who are touched by both of those areas, um, you know, absorb all this information and kind of bring it in during this whole week? Yeah, you asked a lot of, a lot of good questions. And, you know, the one thing that stood out in your question was, information and and actually the overload does happen right we know we're in an information age where people are getting information from their phones 24 7 they they hear it on the radio um we don't we don't want to exhaust people and get so exhausted that they're just like okay well everything's a hazard you know what what else isn't and so we really try hard at AgriSafe to be very practical and realistic um a good example would be you know if a farm family is, you know, struggling with some mental health issues. So, say the the farm operator, we don't want the a person who may be assisting them from the mental health side to say, "We'll go take a two week vacation to a dairy farmer." So, everything that we try to do in terms of guidance is within the scope of of realistically what does it mean to produce food and fiber and fuel and such. And so, you know. If you look at historically this population in agriculture, they do have a high rate of morbidity. So illnesses related to their job and unfortunately mortality. It's, we know it's a dangerous occupation. It doesn't have to be that way. And so this week was really came about and recognizing that farmers are not, don't ask for a lot. They do a, they, a very stoic group. Um, but when it's all said and done, they are still suffering from a higher uh, level of morbidity and health disparities, like health conditions they shouldn't, that can be prevented. 
because the the structure of agriculture is not your corporate oversight where you have an HR person or safety person always mandating um, protocols and such, the farmers are really on their own to figure it out. And, and that's where we want them to rely on AgriSafe and our partners for some good guidance. We are absolutely farmer friendly. Uh, we're pro-farming and we want to see that you know, folks have questions about how to keep themselves safe and their family that are utilizing our resources. Right, and I think the key there is with all that information, uh, you know, as the old adage goes, uh, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. And the great part about all this information is uh, the webinars are gonna be online and available. I think some of them will be available through podcasts um, as we're presenting here today. So can you tell us a little bit more uh, for the listeners on how they can uh, attend the webinars either in person or not in person but live um, as they're happening or where they can find them afterwards sure sure great question so agrisafe does have availability uh, to let your listeners know and others know that we do have the ability to come face to face and do presentations once we get past this this covid uh, 19 uh, situation so certainly rely on us for that if groups want to call us and, and schedule that face to face training but we are known in our distance education. And so um, for that whole week, all those trainings are free to access. Um, you just have to register by going to our website and you have to do, you do have to register for each one. And if you miss, miss some, uh, which I'm sure you would because folks may be busy with harvest and such, uh, they are gonna be recorded and you can listen to them at your own time. You could listen to them, you know, uh, through, through the radio or that type of thing. So in terms of, you know, playing them, um, in the tractor if you're driving that type of thing so um, it's important to know that in addition to that week we have nine trainings that week that we have uh, we put on about two to three trainings per month at a minimum and so there's a really robust library that's available to folks and it's on our learning lab and it's everything from um, you know opioid prevention misuse among ag uh, production to uh, issues of, you know, veterans health. We really want to cover the gamut of uh, potential risk and make sure we're being responsive to ag specific needs. That's great. So again, just search for AgriSafe Network, click in the learning labs, uh, get signed up for that. I can attest to the fact that they don't send out a whole bunch of spam emails or anything like that. It's good information. Uh, to get directly into the inbox of, of farmers and, and get the farmers and ranchers and ag producers and those who are associated with that, uh, the information that's useful and that they need. Um, Natalie, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think is important for uh, the listeners today, to today's podcast to know? I, I think it's important to folks to know that, you know, we, those of us at AgriSafe feel very fortunate to be working on behalf of the farming population. And we know how many sacrifices and what's being done each day uh, to to make it easy and affordable for people to buy food, for example. And we just I just want to thank farmers and ranchers and, and folks out there who do this hard work. And um, please let us know if there's anything in our programming that we can improve or our health issues that you just feel like there's not good guidance on good public health guidance. Please reach out to us. We're we're national in scope, but we're, we're a small and mighty team, and we certainly would love to hear from you. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and right back at you, thank you to you and everyone in the community and everyone that's a, a part of this organization for helping spread this quality information. We, we really appreciate that as, as farmers. 
Natalie, thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast. I truly am very, very excited for the week ahead for National Farm Safety and Health Week. Again, September 20th through the 26th, lineup of 9, 10, 15 speakers that we have here. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Really looking forward to the learning experience. And uh, we'll plan on following up afterwards here just to do a review of the week and what that looked like. Uh, thank you for the time, Natalie. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the AgriSafe Network podcast. And we will catch you next time.